Aloha and good afternoon. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz, joining you from Livestream.Travel and Etobo News in Honolulu, Hawaii. And with me, as always, is uh, Dr. Peter Talo in College Station, Texas. We're reviewing the latest news and talk about developments in the world of travel and tourism today. And Peter, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. We had a beautiful day in Texas today, so the snow has all gone away. It was 65 degrees, everything is melted, and I got to walk. I went back to my normal walking of 10 miles a day. So I feel very successful about being able to do that. Then I had pasta for dinner, so I undid all the good that I had done. But I think today's really been an interesting day because it's been a day where there's been so much turmoil, both here in the United States and in many places around the world, on the other hand, in the tourism world, we really need to come to a period of calm and tranquility. And so I think we're seeing this in lots of situations. Um, of course, in the United States, we had the, actually, they, they're calling it the second impeachment, but it's really the third attempted impeachment of Donald Trump. The first one failed, then they had the second, and now we have the third. So um, this has become a yearly impeachment event. Um, I'm wondering if we will have further impeachments of uh, Donald Trump in the years to come. It'll become like a, a ceremony. Uh, then, of course, we have literally thousands of people from the National Guard in Washington. Uh, and I lived in Washington during uh, the inauguration of Lyndon Johnson, but it was nothing like what's going on today. These people are armed. This is an armed camp, and that's got to scare people in the world of tourism. Um, usually for Washington, an uh, inauguration is a very important event because it brings thousands of people to town. The restaurants are full, the hotels are full, people are going to um, parties and they're spending money like crazy. And this year, much of it's done virtually. So all that money that normally is earned by local citizens is not going to be earned. On the same time, there's around the world, there's chaos. And maybe we should be talking a little bit about that, about the fact the CDC in the United States is saying, you come back into the United States, you're going to have to have a COVID test or they, or they might not let you in. Or It's not exactly clear to me what, what the consequences are. Um, there's the issues of various elections going around the world and tremendous amount of uncertainty um, where we are and how safe will it be? Or I should just give up and stay at home. So I think that's maybe a good part to start our conversation. How are things looking from your end of the country? Well, we're in Hawaii. We had a little bit of a better day because everyone was alarmed with numbers threefolding over the last few days, probably in response to the Christmas uh, get together. Numbers and for the, COVID, right? Is for COVID, yes, yeah. yes, for COVID. And, and these numbers are now back to about where they are. We have about 100 cases a day, what remains to be the lowest numbers percentage-wise in population um, anywhere in the US. But we have the same problem uh, as it is in many other parts of the country. We have, for instance, here right now, a lot of vaccine that cannot be used because it's not, uh, it's not organized who's going to get it and who's going to administer the uh, the shots. So basically, um, we, we, we could vax, we, we could give this vaccine to a lot more people, 
uh, but we don't know how. And, and that is a problem I think we have in many states, not only here in Hawaii, uh, but I find it absolutely, it, it makes me angry just to think about it because there was plenty of time to prepare. Yeah, I really, um, in that I think we could really admire what the Israelis have done, which is that they have a really clear system of giving vaccine. And at the end of the day, if someone who's supposed to get a vaccine didn't come to get it, they just give it to the next person. They just say, hey, pizza man or hey, delivery guy, come on in, we're gonna give you a vaccine. We should not be throwing vaccine away. And the fact, and I don't know, I was telling my wife today, how is it that this didn't come as a surprise? Why weren't the states or countries around the world prepared and why didn't they have a better distribution system? Now I understand not everybody had enough vaccine, but to not have enough vaccine is one thing, but to have it and throw it away is really a sin. And that's created a tremendous amount of turmoil in many parts of the world. And I think governments really, we all need to be ashamed of ourselves that, that we can't just give it to anybody. But the, the more people get the vaccine, the more you're gonna have herd immunity. So it really, so, so what if God forbid a 30 year old gets it? Better than that than throwing it away. I, I couldn't agree more with you, Peter. And our government, we're really not prepared for this. And it has nothing to do with Democrats, Republican, whoever it is. It's sometimes when you have government too much involved in these things, they don't work out. Uh, this is, I think, an opportunity. It could have been an opportunity for the military to help out because there seems to be a lot more discipline, a lot more um, orderly options, and also the private industry to play a larger role. But I guess it's always easy to talk after the fact, but we need to repair it and we need to repair yes. it immediately. How will the new CDC guidelines impact Hawaii? Will that impact people coming in from um, abroad? It, it, not really, because we had the same rules in place pretty much for Hawaii. Not only CDC is only touching international travel, um, but not domestic, but we already had this in place even for domestic travel from California and from other US states. So Hawaii, it's like business, like like usual. Uh, we uh, The only international flights we have coming in here right now are from Japan. And I'm not even sure uh, if they're still operating the same way when it started because Japan also declared another state of emergency. Yes. And uh, so I'm not uh, really up yeah. to date if these flights are continuing the way they are, but regardless where you come in from, whether it's international or domestic, or even from some of our neighbor islands in state, and the, these regulations have been in place and they are in place. So it's, it's nothing new for Hawaii. Speaking about Japan, you know, we're in January and that means we're only six months away from the second attempt at having the Olympics. The Olympics were supposed to be in 2020. Now they're supposed to be in July of 2021. You're right, Japan is having a new crisis, a new lockdown. And the real issue is, are they gonna be able to pull things together in order to be able to have those Olympic games, which are so important for Japan's prestige, its economy, and for actually world events. And a part of that is planning for television. It's not only tourism, but it's tourism via television. And so um, that's a real question in my mind because if we have problems with people traveling, we have problems that people are afraid to go to Japan, we're not doing a good job in distributing the um, vaccine, then this is going to be a real threat to the tourism industry and something we have to really think about. So 
I'm not sure what the solution is going to be, but maybe we have to divide a big problem into small problems and then attack each part of that problem. Well, if you look at the Olympics, I really cannot see this happening. Uh, we just published the news yesterday that IMEX, the meeting and incentive show in Frankfurt, planned for May, already has been canceled. I cannot imagine that the Olympics, a massive international event on global scale, is really going to take place in Japan, um, even with the vaccine uh, between now and January. If you tell me, okay, the, we're talking about the Olympics in the following year, I, I would think it's, it's, that sounds realistic. Well, you know the problem, you can't do that because it used to be every four years you had both the winter and the summer games. But when the International Olympic Committee changed it, so every two years, you have, every four years, but on different cycles, you have the summer or the winter games. That means that in 2022, you're now having the Olympic Games, and they may not be able to take place at the same time as the Summer Games, which means you're going to have to just totally cancel the Summer Games for 2020, which were postponed to 2021. And you can't tell athletes to keep training for 2022, 2023, because they're out of they're out of training. You know, it's 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 not going to function. The other thing, of course, is people will be afraid to buy airline tickets, make hotel reservations. There's, as you know, it's a question of buying food and buying um, supplies. And the Olympics are different than maybe um, other types of situations because you live together for a month. Uh, I did security for the Olympics in the Olympics. And one of the key elements of security is the Olympic Village and trying to make sure that all the athletes are together. Of course, the one major disaster we had, I guess, was 1974, the Munich Olympics, which are the, considered the, the black eye of all Olympic games, except for the one that took place in the 1930s under Hitler. So Germany has had really the two great black eyes when it comes to the Olympics. Um, Japan is, does, does not want to repeat that. And so will they have a, what happens if you had, God forbid, a COVID outbreak throughout the entire Olympic village? What a disaster that would be. Yes, and, uh, you're absolutely right. And uh, unfortunately, I don't see it happens. We just have yeah. to, yeah. It's, it's too short of a notice. And I think it's um, to push this through and insist it's going to happen. I don't think this is the right way to do so, at this point either. So as we look at the world today and kind of sum up, we see a lot of turmoil. We see soldiers in the streets of Washington. We see uh, everything kind of coming to a, a complete halt in Madrid. We see um, major problems taking place in parts of Africa and in Asia. Um, we see uh, the potential for the Olympics not existing. Um, major trade shows such as IMEX not existing. And so you can really see how in the tourism world, it's really important for the tourism industry to begin to come together and to think about some very systematic methodologies to not try to attack every problem at the same time, but maybe break these problems down into small pieces and then come up with solutions. So I think that's really where we are on a, the 13th of January, 2021. And that, that's kind of the day in review. 
Yeah, it can only get better, Peter. And uh, so we're so. all work, working for this. I have one announcement I'd like to make is um, for the World Tourism Network, an organization we co-started and you're part of it. Uh, we have our exploratory event and a brainstorming event on January 20th and on January 22nd, depending where you are in the world with VJ, um, who was a former uh, VP for Etihad Airways. It's going to be a really interesting event and we want industry professionals and those that are in the aviation industry or have an interest in the aviation industry to be part of it. Uh, simply go to WTN.travel and when you go to interest groups, um, open up interest groups and, and click on aviation interest groups. You also find other interest groups. You may be, um, you, you may have an interest in joining. Um, so just take a look at WTN.travel, click on interest group, and uh, yes, sign up for our aviation event on January 20th. And don't think of this just as a one event, but think of this as one part of the puzzle that we need to work on solving. If we talked about chaos today in the world of tourism, this is the way to begin to put the puzzle back together together and back together again. So let's see if we can try to we're, have a jigsaw puzzle. And aviation is one part of that jigsaw puzzle. That's so with that, I'm going to say good night and wish you success in Hawaii and look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. Thank you very much, Peter. The same. Anyone who uh, is not watching us live right now and you wanted to see this and other events, just simply go to livestream.travel. Livestream.travel. All our events are there. Good night, Peter. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.